Well, the Predators' four-game win streak ends in a back-and-forth contest against the Toronto Maple Leafs that ends at the very last minute. We will break down the Preds' loss to the Maple Leafs and what went wrong today on the Locked on Preds podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast. That's available to you wherever you get your podcast, and of course on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Also, want to mention today's show is brought to you by Bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts all right and let's uh pour one out for the predators for game winning streak uh predators went up to toronto last night i love that mug isn't it that great is fantastic mug yes uh, you david yeah, for those of you listening on uh, on podcasts instead of watching us on YouTube, Anne has a wonderful uh, Shit's Creek mug. I Fantastic. Um, the Predators lost 2-1 to the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. Kind of difficult to make this game out, man. I mean, yeah, and I'll weigh in more on my one word in a second, but it just uh, – it's. When you take a step back, it's kind of hard to judge what this game was. It is a little bit tricky to take away meaning from this game, like this, to take away a factual meaning from this game. I have some feelings about this game, but you know what we say about feelings. So I'm not sure, I'm not sure what this game tells us about where the Nashville Predators are. So it was a 2-1 loss little bit painful. Uh, John Tavares opened the scoring in the first period. Philip Forsberg, and we're going to get to this. We're going to talk about this goal. Oh, Philip yeah. Forsberg um, tied the game up at the beginning of the second period with chef's kiss goal. I mean, what in the ever-loving flag nog? It was so beautiful. And then the third period was back and forth and thought, okay, we're at least going to get a point out of this. And then wah, wah, wah. And Mitch Marner ended up winning the game with like what a minute 15 left just because it was painful. So uh, that's how it unfolded. And it should be noted that that happened on a four minute power play as well. Basically the entire rest of the game. And we will get to that too. Oh, won't we? Yeah. yeah we All right, Ann, one word to describe last night's game. Okay, I have to give a shout out, a fat shout out to Brian the Gamer 24 on Twitter because I am, you know, we rack our brains for one word, but I am simply going to steal his one word because I feel like, yep, nailed it. Nailed that seems it. Like cheating, but okay. It does. Okay. Let's just be honest here. Let's give Brian the Gamer 24 two points because Nick I and I. 
I was also, okay, fair. I was also going to use his tweet as my one word. Which is so funny because full disclosure behind the scenes, Nick and I never, ever share our one word. We just don't ever do it. And I happened to mention in passing, I saw one word on Twitter and I can't, like it completely summed up the game and I'm using it. And he said, not Brian, the gamer 24s. I was going to use that. So today I get dibs and full credit twice goes yeah. to Brian, the gamer 24, because this is what he tweeted. One word for this game, penalties. From calls being missed to the call that cost the Preds this game, that's the best word for the game. Maybe heartbreak too. And yes, I give you half credit for heartbreak is too. So I agree 100% with Brian. One word for this game is penalties. And that is not a word that I feel like has influenced outcomes of games when the Predators have been playing well. So very disappointing that that's the one word that Brian and I and you also, Nick, <laughs> agree on. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was going to use that as my one word because I think that perfectly summed up kind of a underlying big story of the game is that this was scattered throughout. Mm-hmm. Not only did the Predators have, you know, five penalties that they had to kill off. Uh, Toronto only had two. Say what you will about that. And people uh, will, in case you haven't been on Twitter this morning, people will say things. <laughs> well, yeah. If, if you ask a few Toronto people, uh, they should have had maybe eight penalties or yeah. eight, eight power plays. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for whatever takes they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were some calls that, you know, were 50-50 fine. There were some uh, calls against Nashville that probably shouldn't have gone our way or probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have gone uh, the Maple Leafs way. I'm, I, they, what I'm trying to say is they shouldn't have been called. That's yes. that's the very blunt way of saying it. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of really bad missed calls on yes. Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody is talking about the Nino Niederreiter clip. I don't think that was a penalty. I think that was just two dudes skating and that had just happened to run into each other. Um, but there was a very blatant high stick on Jeremy Lazan by, I believe it was William Nylander that went yep. uncalled. There was, you know, with a minute left, uh, a high stick on Ryan Johansson coming yeah. into the zone that was missed. Um, and then at the end of the day, the difference in the game wound up being a call that nobody can deny was the correct call. 100%. And it was a very, very poor play by Mark Jankowski to go for the, you know, high sticked. Uh, Morgan Riley got a four minute penalty. I mean, you saw the, you saw the, the, the words that Morgan Riley mouthed to Mark Jankowski after checking his mouth. I didn't. uh, I will. It's, you know, we can't say it word for word on here, but it loosely translates to, oh, I'm sorry. I believe you have done a mistake and given (laughs) us a four minute power play. (laughs) Roughly translated. Roughly translated. <laughs> uh, you even saw Morgan Riley taunt uh, Jankowski by holding up the four to oh. his face after that. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, 
who knows what's going to happen. That wasn't even made like in the moment. You've got, you know, Riley is down, turtled up, looks up, blood running down his face, and the refs are like, we should circle up. Well, here, <laughs> like, and what here, were you doing? Here's my thing, Anne. Like, who knows with John Hines, but have you ever seen anybody future healthy scratched in real time? Oh. Because we might have yes. just seen that happen to Mark Jankowski. I know. Did you see his face? And the mom and me, look, the yeah. hockey play or the hockey fan and me and the mom and me, sometimes I'm I'm pulled in separate directions. The mom and me, when they showed his face sitting on the bench at the end of the game, I just wanted to be like, here's a cookie. You jacked up. You, you screwed up. We're going to learn from this and we're going to move on. But I thought, oh, I'm not the coach. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> If if that was if this was like four three months ago and that was Ellie Tolvin that made that play <laughs> instead of instead of Mark Jankowski, uh, Ellie Tolvin would have been waived. He would have been like taken out back to a farm somewhere, a nice little farm. Played while, with all the dogs. Yeah. Well, you know, John Hines is polishing his shotgun <laughs> as he walks out the door. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was very very dumb play by Jankowski who has played a lot of good hockey this year. He has. But yeah, I mean, and that was, that was kind of the theme of the night and a lot of, you know, one bad, like bad penalty on Nashville to that kind of, you know, screwed the game for us at the end, you know, probably cost them a point. And it's probably the difference to be honest between, you know, the Preds maybe being happy with this game. Yes. Which was frustrating because up until that point, I feel like Nashville could have walked out of that arena with one point or two points and felt like, okay, you know what? This was a pretty good game against a really good team. Now, the Maple Leafs didn't have Austin Matthews, and you do have to acknowledge that, especially when you give Toronto so many power play opportunities. He's their best power play scorer. You know, so could it have looked different? But I will say this. Nashville's penalty kill up until that game-winning goal with a minute 15 left to go. Uh, Nashville's penalty kill absolutely owned the ice for each of those two-minute penalties. They owned the ice. Uh, I don't think Toronto got off, but maybe a couple of uh, man-advantage shots because the penalty kill was aggressive and played really well. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. Plus, I want to get to my one word. Let's take a break, though. We're going to say today's show is sponsored by Bet Online at betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from pro football to college basketball to the NBA, NHL, European soccer, tennis, golf, whatever, you name it. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like this one right here, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Ann, I want to get to one my one word uh, yes. because it kind of ties into what we were just talking about. Okay. And that is... Two-faced. This is going back to, uh, you know, 
a the 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 verb to or the adjective two face, but also the um the Batman character. Gotcha. You know, he's like at first he's got all pretty like face one side, and then does the disfigured acid purple guy on the other side mm -hmm. and you know it's kind of supposed to be like harvey Dent as a character it's like you know he's this like noble man uh you know was this like you know noble man and then like on the other side it's like his pain and he wants to make everybody suffer and you know chaos basically like there's good in chaos and stuff like that and yeah. that kind of describes this game for me last night and because there were some really good things that the nashville predators uh, did last night you mentioned the defense you know I think team defense you know other than a few hiccups here and there played really well against Toronto last night the penalty kill last night was the star of the show I mean it took like a you know a very very good cheeky fake shot from William Nylander and then the pass to Mitch Marner to seal the deal yes. to break that defense but overall like, you know, it wasn't a case of, oh, a penalty kill gave up a goal. Like, Toronto had to do something, like a really good play, to beat the Preds' penalty kill. Yes. Yeah, And there's also just a lot of moments where it's like you look and it's like, you know, I think the Predators are kind of taking it to Toronto, like, in, in these past, like, five, six minutes. Like, they would really mm -hmm. get a few, like, really good runs going. And then on the other hand you just have some very glaring mistakes that offset some of these, um, you know, UC Saros bailed them out, you know, towards the end. I think it was the first period, maybe the second period. It was at the end of the period, but Mikhail Granlund really bad turnover that led to like a really good yes. chance the other way. You yes. of course had the Mark Jankowski, you know, just sloppy penalty at the end. Um, you know, we didn't talk about this earlier, but at the beginning of the game, um, really kind of sloppy play uh, yes. from Tanner Janot that led to a penalty. And there's just like some really good hockey from the Nashville Predators last night. But, you know, offset by a couple of jarring mistakes, again, one of which did cost them the game at the end. Mm-hmm. And that's my trouble with kind of getting a takeaway from this game, because you can look at the statistics, you can look at, you know, this was a 2-1 game, the Predators were tied right up until the last minute, this one four-minute double minor penalty at the end cost the Predators this game, but when you break it down, I agree with you, there are periods of time that are a little bit concerning. That whole first period, Toronto ran the ice for the most part in that first period. Nashville came out the second period and then started to say, okay, now we want to take some turns. And that, you know, panned out better for the Predators in the second and third period. But that first period was pretty much all Toronto and Nashville kind of playing back on their heels. So there are periods in this game where it's like, I don't know really what the takeaway is. There's the big takeaway, could have gotten one or two points out of this, didn't because of a mistake. That stinks, but we were still really competitive against a top team in the league. But when you look at it, it's it's alarming to me for a couple reasons. Number one, the Predators only got one goal. And in the last stretch of games, Nashville has been able to generate a, a lot of offense. Ooh. Yes. Can I, can I chime in on that? 
chime. Because here's the thing about that. How many times have we said, you know, UC Soros has bailed Nashville out and, you know, he allowed, you know, one goal or two goals when he should have let in like four or five. Can we not say the same thing about Matt Murray last night for Toronto? True. I mean, Very true. he robbed was, the Predators oh. on some chances. That Tanner Janot one at the very beginning. Can you know, that boy not just catch a freaking break? I yeah. literally was like, he, he just, it's like there is invisible saran wrap yeah. for poor there, Tanner Janot. You know, there was that, there was the Tommy Novak chance in mm -hmm. the third period where Yuso Parsonen made a great play. Uh, to set up yes. Tommy Novak wide open in front of the net. Novak, great shot. Just Matt Murray just happened to kind of slide over to the right place at the right time. Um, mm -hmm. In the last, you know, five minutes, too. I mean, the Predators had some chances um, right before that penalty was called, uh, right before, you know, even, you know, after Mitch Warner scored the goal. You know, Murray had a couple of really good plays right at the end when the Predators had the net empty. So, I mean, you know, you talk about maybe there's a concern that the Preds only managed to score one goal, but you also have to kind of tip your hat to a good goaltending performance on the other side. You know, as many stolen wins as UC Saros has had for Nashville, you can make a case that Matt Murray, on the other hand, also kept a few should have been goals off the board for, Tor for Toronto. I would agree with that. I think he did have a really great game, which is annoying because I still have a little bit of an issue with him from his Pittsburgh Penguin days. Sure. But yeah, I would say that it's just a little alarming to me that the Predators were in a game where they only scored one goal, where we're now one for 12 on the power play in this last little stretch. And that was something that was going well for Nashville. So when Nashville wasn't able to capitalize on their two power play chances, and, and they only had two compared to Toronto's five, make of that what you will, um, they just haven't been able to convert like they were on the power play. And so there is a part of me that walked away from this game saying, hey, you know what? We were competitive and could have won a game against a top team in the league. Okay, there is also a part of me that maybe is not as confident as I thought I was in where the Nashville Predators are now and asking myself, is this Nashville going back to not generating enough offense, not capitalizing on special teams and not going to be able to eliminate mistakes that cost them? A little bit of like a little nervous about that after this game. And I hate to admit that because, you know, I'm a optimist, but there's a part of me that's like, will the real Nashville Predators stand up? Is this team the team that finds ways, regardless of outcome, that finds ways to play games, generate offense against top teams and capitalize on special teams? Or were these last few four games just lightning in a bottle? I don't know. I don't know what to take away from this game, Nick. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, how much yeah. to weigh it? I don't know how much to weigh it. And I don't feel better knowing that tonight they play Montreal. You would think that would make me feel better. I feel a little nervous. I mean, yeah. <laughs> It is the Nashville Predators, and uh, we have uh, 
We have seen them lose some games they should win, particularly this year, particularly against teams from Canada. Um, You know, I think at the end of the day, if this wasn't, if this was out of context from maybe all the conversations surrounding the Nashville Predators, this would be a loss you would be okay with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's, you know, you tip your hat and it's like, you know what? We did some good things. You know, we also did some bad things at the end of the end. It, it took a four minute power play goal with a minute left to beat us, uh, including a really, really good move. You know, you, you would, if, if this was a good team, like if this was, if the roles were reversed and Toronto, you know, lost that game. Mm-hmm. You know, you would be able to say, okay, well, you know, we, we threw everything we had on them. You know, it, it took a good goaltending performance to, to keep some sure goals off the board. And it took a last second power play uh, to beat us, you know, and they would be like, oh, that's fine. You know, we're still, you know, where we are and we're not going to win 82 games. I think because it's Nashville and, you know, there's not only, you know, a playoff chase going on, but also a debate about whether or not the team should rebuild and all right. this and that. I think that is more, you know, games like this go under the microscope a little bit more than it would for a Toronto or a Boston or a Vegas or, you know, the teams towards the top. Yes. I think we still are trying to figure out who is this team consistently going to be down the line. And I can live with a 2-1 loss to a top team in the league as long as it's not indicative of bigger problems that are going to come back to bite this team consistently down the line. And I don't know yet. I hate that. I mean, I feel like we've been trying to figure out that debate (laughs) for about five years now. I know. How do we not have this nailed down? But I I mean, that's just where the Predators are right now. Welcome to being a Nashville Predators fan, folks. It's amazing. (laughs) There actually is some amazing news that we need to talk about. There was a very interesting call up stirring the pot in Nashville yesterday that we absolutely have to talk about. And we do need to preview the game tonight because it is a back-to-back Nashville Predators take on Montreal tonight. So we are going to preview that game in just a minute. But first, want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. If you are looking for a delicious treat and a way to stick to your New Year's resolution to make healthier choices, then you've got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know that my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year, and if you're like me where you want to eat healthier, but you also don't want to compromise on taste, we've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They are so delicious. You won't think they're good for you, but they are. Built bars are covered in 100% chocolate, so that's why they taste good. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, coconut almond. And I don't know how they do it, but the bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better? Healthy. They have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around for a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, which you can still do, but you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. You can head to your nearest Walmart today, walk on over to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars, or you can pick up a four-box 
bar box of things like cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. If you're near a Sam's Club where everything's just a little bit bigger and better, you can grab a 13-bar box with Hip Flavors Brownie Batter or Churro. Go ahead and get them. You can thank us for them later. And of course, you can still go to Built.com to order your favorite flavors today. So check out Built Bar at Walmart, Sam's Club, or Built.com. And you know who deserves a delicious Built Bar? Who's Philip, that? Philip Forsberg. Come for that on. goal last night. Somehow we haven't talked about this yet. <laughs> uh, the the goal, the Predators one goal, very uh, good move. If you haven't seen it, he he took a feed um, down low in the slot, went across the slot, and put Matt Murray on some slip and slidage, got yes. him out of the net. Um, you know, just very good hands to kind of fake out everybody. Very good Matt, goal yeah. from Philip Forsberg. Wound up. Uh, getting the sports center treatment wound up getting, you know, the little gif and, and all that good stuff. So poor Matt Murray looked like a beach starfish. Yeah. Like way down the beach, way down the beach. That was amazing. And shout out to you. So Parson who made that pass, got it past a sprawling defenseman to get it to Philip Forsberg, right where it needed to be. That little you. So something to be said for that guy. Yeah, a very good feed from him uh, yeah. too to set that up too. Uh, give yeah. give you so a built bar while we're at it too. Why not? Absolutely, built bars Absolutely. for everybody. All right, and uh, the big news that's not that's not really big news. Let's be honest. Let's just give people a moment to imagine. Okay. It's, okay, go ahead. You okay? So Yaroslav Askarov. Come on. Has gotten his first NHL call up. Come on. He is on the Predators active roster. Uh, yes, he is. We should say probably, let's, before we're like, yeah, we're going to see Askoff in action. Probably not. Um, the reason that he was called up yesterday was because apparently Kevin Lankinen uh, missed morning skate, wasn't feeling 100%, not sure if it was due to illness or some kind of ailment. Uh, was a game-time decision, and the Predators wanted Askarov there just in case. Uh, and uh, Lankinen did wind up uh, being on the bench yesterday, uh, so Askarov was a healthy scratch. But, you know, hey, we we can dream, right, And I mean, does it not just make your heart flutter a little bit? Because here's what's real about Yaroslav Askarov. He is not ready to play in the NHL. But how delightful is it just to know that he could? And hopefully everything is, it's one of those things where like, ideally, no, you absolutely don't want him starting a game. You know, I'm sure that Kevin Lankinen is probably going to get the start tonight in that everything will be fine. This was very clearly marked precautionary call up. So I, I think as much as it makes me giddy, like temper, we're not, we're probably not going to see him. And that's a good thing for Askarov. You know, he's played well in Milwaukee, was just named to the AHL all-star um, list, had a couple of games that were a little woof, but two shutouts in which he takes the net and puts it down on the ice, which I'm like, what a signature move. Like I'm here for this. Right. Um, got everybody very excited. I'm, I was trying to think through scenarios because, look, I know it's not going to happen. 
we're not going to see Yaroslav Askarov, but I was trying to think through scenarios like, what if something is really wrong with Kevin Lankinen and he can't go tonight? What do the Predators do? Oh, I mean, I would assume Saros gets back to back, right? With Buffalo on Saturday? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you do. Because normally when you have like an AHL call up like that, mm-hmm. uh, you usually just play, you know, have have the main guy play back to back. I mean, we've seen that before and you just have him unless there's like an emergency or you really want to see what he can do. I mean, where the Predators are, you know, maybe you would start Askarov tonight just to see what he can kind of do. I mean, it's against the one of the worst teams in the NHL. And, you know, if there was a game to do it, it would be this one. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I but, spent I mean, it, way too much time going over it in my mind last night. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like Lincoln's okay and it's not going mm-hmm. to be an issue, but Hey, you know, if, if for some reason, Say yeah. this is a choose your own adventure book, Nick, and you get to the end of the page and the page says, oh, no, Kevin Lincoln and can't go tonight to start UC Saros turn to page 86 to start Yaroslav Askarov turn to page 22. Which yeah. page are you turning to? I mean, probably to Askarov. Yeah. Just because I would just because I would love some good ratings on the show for tomorrow. <laughs> one way or the other. And here is what we know about Yaroslav Askarov. On and off the ice, he brings the people. His milkshake brings the people to the yard or whatever that saying is because he is so delightful. Just, I don't know how many feet and inches tall he is, but he is that much delight. But yeah, I don't, I spent way too much time last night going, well, if Lankin and for some reason can't go, you don't really want to start Saros in back-to-back games when you've got Buffalo on Saturday. But you also can't just throw away a Montreal game because if the Nashville Predators lose in Montreal tonight and that's how they end the five-game road trip, are we going to feel like this five-game road trip was a waste because you just lost to a team you shouldn't lose to and Nashville needs all the points they can get? But if you're going to start Askarov, you would want to start him against the worst team. That was my internal dialogue last night. How much cup of coffee did you have last night? At like you know what? I did have, I had a cherry Coke. <laughs> That's all it took. Was it cherry Coke? At 1 a.m.? Uh, I had, I had a late cherry Coke. I did, and I never, I hardly ever drink soda. Hardly oh. ever. And if I do, I drink it before noon. But I was wild and crazy last night. I heard the Askarov news and I'm like, let's have a cherry Coke. And then that's what happened. I'm expecting the camera to like pan over and there's just like, you know, a whiteboard with different pictures. And, (laughs) you know, there's a giant Askarov with a circle around it right in the middle. And you do see I wrote, give us ASCII. Ah. <laughs> well, there that's a start, you know. I guess we're, that's where I landed after all of the caffeine and excitement wore off. We're gonna Give see some here. threads uh <laughs> up and down the side uh tomorrow. That's right. Uh hey, we mentioned it. Preds play the Montreal Canadians tonight, and yes. uh, the Canadians are the Montreal Canadians. There you uh, go. Hey, there's, there's not much to say about them. They're they're tanking hard. Uh, for Connor Bedard, um, <laughs> you know, two seven and one in their last ten games. I yep. mean, on on paper, and this should be a win for Nashville. 
Yeah. But this has to be a win for Nashville. Like, let's just be real about it. This has to be a win for Nashville. Nashville has got to come back from this Toronto game that ended on a big mistake and an unfortunate loss. They have got to win this game against Montreal tonight. And I think they need to do it emphatically. Yeah, I mean, ideally, you would love to see the Preds uh, have a type of performance they had the last time against Montreal. You know, of mm-hmm. course, they won 6-3 last week. You would hope they would kind of have that same sort of zestiness in their game. Uh, you know, a, a game, I, I think you and I were talking about it, that, that game against Montreal, one of the few times we've seen the Predators, you know, go up big early, get out to a big start early, and then put their foots on the necks of their opponents and just kind of keep driving the score, you know, getting better as the game went on, you know, yes. it's not related. I mean, how many times we've we kind of seen hot starts and then a big cool down and things catch up and you need a big third to get yourselves out of it. You know, you would ideally like to see that same sort of linear every period is better than the last period you played kind of play tonight. Um, again, it's probably going to be Kevin Lincoln and goal. Probably. Um, but, we'll see what know, I tell John Hines when he calls. Yeah, we'll we'll see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I this should be a win. Um, I would be very comfortable if the Predators would, you know, kind of blow this one out. Or, you know, if it's close, maybe a game in which the Predators dominate and maybe are just undone by a good goaltending performance on the other end, but still come out with like a one or two goal lead win yeah yeah this needs to be a win regardless this needs to be a win tonight i agree and here's here's just an idea i want to throw out don't give up late period goals because the predators did that last time against montreal like let's just not do that let's start strong and play stronger like you said upward trajectory nashville upward trajectory yeah big if true uh again nashville predators take on the montreal canadians tonight in montreal it is a six o'clock Puck drops central time for those of you who want to watch. And we will have your full recap tomorrow on the Locked on Predators podcast. So be sure to tune in. And if you're listening, be sure to send in a two one word <laughs> on yes, Twitter. Brian, the that way, 24, we need you. Yeah, that way each of us can steal one. <laughs> uh, and where can the people find your work? You can find my work at InsideThePreds.com, and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me on OnTheForeCheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. And while you're there, be sure to follow the show on Twitter as well, LO underscore Predators. Let us know if you have a one word we can steal, or if you just have comments on the show, want to get a take in, or have a, a thought on a future segment we should do. However you're listening to us, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on your favorite podcasting platform like Apple, Spotify, or Amazon, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you always know when we have fresh content out for you and helps us out with some of our numbers too. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.